frantically trying to work out whereabouts we are in terms of standings and everything, and this is going to be a very interesting episode of Hand of Pod, if you're a mathematician. try and be slick and on time with this recording this week, uh, for which reason none of us are drinking any alcohol, for possibly the first time ever on Hand the Pod. Um, no, that's a lie, we've not drunk an alcohol before on here, but it is unusual. Uh, and this is because English Dan has to go somewhere at the end of the recording in precisely one hour. So, here goes, I'm Sam Kelly, we're sitting in English Dan's bedroom, so I shall introduce him first. Hello and good evening. And we've also got our, our substitute. Um, uh, thank you very much for coming along again, uh, Mariano. Hola, buenas noches. Who, as we said before, is Argen Previews on Twitter or Cicloboedo if you want some less sensible, more partisan uh, nonsense and lots of uh, match fixing uh, <laughs> theories. Uh, yes, conspiracy <laughs> theories and I think so I want that, Mariano, on the- podcast well exactly yeah we're, we're going to be trying to, to get him onto those later on because there are all sorts of things flying around uh, certainly inside his head if, <laughs> if nowhere else um, and it, we, we've got a lot to, to cover as well um, we'll start off with the I guess the the results from the weekend that's that's I would say just gone really because there's still one match of it to go um, we're having to record Monday night for various reasons so Colón Godoy Cruz has not yet been played that kicks off one hour from now um, but in the title race and in the relegation race we've seen a lot of interesting results just uh, in, in this past weekend Union got a nil-nil draw away to Lanús which means they're virtually safe but still need a draw uh, this weekend to ensure completely that that will happen San Martín spoiled Newell's title dream with a 2-1 win. Both of those were on Friday night, weren't they? Um, Belgrano beat Banfield 3-1. That doesn't affect Belgrano at all. They were safe already anyway, but it does mean that Banfield could still be relegated automatically, uh, which is astonishing given given their title challenge a couple of years ago, which still counts the relegation table. Estudiantes Olimpo was 1-0 and Sebastian, Juan Sebastián Verón's last home game ever. Um... That doesn't have anything to do with relegation. Olimpo are already down. It was a great little show, though. Like, can we talk about this thing? Did you, yeah. did you see the? I saw the, the witch flying the down. Fuerza, the Fuerza Bruta Witch, who came down from the rafters of the Estadio Unico, dressed up. I think was it a witch's costume with um, Estudiantes lining, or, it, or they had I a think it's something like that. Yeah. Estudiantes scarf or something. And he I'm slightly like disappointed the, that they didn't sort of force quite Sebastián Marón to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been. Uh, or even his dad, that would have been even better. <laughs> they gave him the Intercontinental Cup, yeah. which he never won. No, that's so I, I, had, I actually had to check that, that was the. I, I was like, I'm sure that's the Intercontinental Cup. And I thought, was, oh, maybe it's the Copa Sudamericana. And I said, no, that's definitely the Intercontinental Cup. Why are they giving him that? He was five minutes away from winning it. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Clubs World Cup actually against Barcelona, but no, he didn't win it. His, his dad did. I'm sure now if you look on Verón's Wikipedia in Spanish some Estudiantes fan has changed it to Intercontinental Cup like 2012 you know yeah <laughs> no doubt um, 
Vélez Sarsfield lost to Tigre, which ends Vélez's title uh, hopes, but very much keep Tigres alive. We'll get on to that later on as well. 1-0. Um, Argentinos beat all boys in a match that didn't mean anything to anybody, apart from the fact that it was a derby, but which we will certainly be mentioning. All boys still have a remote chance of the title. Oh, you're quite right, sorry. Yeah, all boys had a very slight chance of the title still um, prior to... Yeah, prior to that game, they would have gone joint third with Six. Boca had they won. Um, Six red cards in that game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which, For the which first time in more than 20 years, we had a game with <coughs> six red cards. Which we'll certainly be talking about later on. Independiente, at the same time as that match, drew 0-0 with San Lorenzo. Uh, we will obviously be covering that because we've got Mariano here hmm. and because of what's going to be happening this weekend. Rafaela played a magnificent match. <laughs> Certainly a magnificent second half, at least against Racing. Zombie in that. We've been joined by Zombie, who's uh, dressed up for the cold weather tonight. Say hello, Zombie. <laughs> this is your hand upon dog fix, for those of you who were listening to the very early episodes and uh, missing him. Um, I'm surprised you've not got him in a Racing jacket, though, Dan. Oh, I tried, you know, there's not that much I can do, you know. He's a, he's an always fan at heart zombie. We said, you know, the black and white. So, shot to put the racing colours on him, and he just bit me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rafael beat Racing four-two uh, on Sunday in a very entertaining game. If you're a neutral, perhaps not so much for English down. Um, and Boca Juniors threw in the towel in their title hopes and fueled Mariano's conspiracy theory that they're <laughs> prepared to give Arsenal this Arandi the the title by losing three-nil um, in La Bombonera yesterday evening a match which I would have very much well I would have enjoyed it more if, if Arsenal hadn't been the winning tide right. um, <laughs> for reasons that we've gone into many times on Hand of Pod about how unpalatable Arsenal are uh, but all the same it was quite nice to see Boca playing like that even if one did you probably qualify you know, how unpalatable they were and they are at an institutional level I don't think you can say that about the team because the oh, team's no, really impressed me yeah. this, this year club I'm so, talking about it's not right, really, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not anything else um, where shall we start shall we start with that Boca game uh, if only because it's got the fewest ramifications for everything else <laughs> so it seems like the easiest place to start um, Mariano I'm going to ask you to outline this I've already mentioned it so many times now that we can't really ignore it uh, the self-declared conspiracy theory that you have regarding uh, Boca and what happened earlier in the season position us and we're in with the Libertadores and everything um, the thing is that I've been saying this for months, but not hearing at kind of pod, of course. But when Boca beat uh, Arsenal twice in Copa Libertadores, I felt like uh, they were going to give up the points in the title race. But uh, I remember at that point, Arsenal was actually fighting to avoid relegation. So uh, they probably would need these points now at the end of the of the season. And now... Boca had no choice but to give them the points. Uh, <laughs> well, we have to add uh, that ridiculous draw against Banfield last week also that didn't make sense at all, you know, because like we were saying of the year, Banfield did only 22 points this season. So how is Boca not able to beat Banfield and then lose 3-0 at home against Arsenal? Like, the only one way to explain it is... Uh, some conspiracy theory well, I course. think we should say it was um, a fairly weakened team from Boca right? I know I was talking to a friend of mine from the neighbourhood I think I mentioned him before who's you know Boca fanatic it's Boca player and he was fuming that uh, Roncaglia was playing number three or left back and 
that Pochi Chavez, Cristian Chavez, who he says is uh, number 10, was playing at number 8. He was... For, for my friend, my um, ex-Boca friend, it was completely you know, managerial ineptitude that, that cost him the points. But the thing is, how is Boca able to jump from beating the best club in South America this season to... Draw against Banfield, and then I don't know, beat Fluminense, and then uh, lose at home against Arsenal. There's no other way yeah. to play. We should mention that actually because that happened after we recorded the mm. first leg of Boca's Copa Libertadores semi final ended in a very impressive victory. Um, I don't know if it was Universidad de Chile just played badly or they just weren't allowed to play well, but Boca won very well 2 0 with goals from. Uh, Sanchez Mino, the second Sanchez one, Mino. and Silva, the and first. Silva, the first one, yeah. yeah. And so they're in a very strong position to go into the final, which would be either against Corinthians or Santos. Corinthians won their first leg one 0 and in my opinion, this, it was at least as much a matter of uh, Lau playing poorly. They, they were even when their defenders were under no pressure, they were managing to misplace <laughs> passes to each other, yeah. and think it was just it was as if they forgotten overnight how to play football. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, Boca weren't helped on. On Sunday, against Arsenal, by the fact that Facundo Sosa got a red card, um, that was that'll be a quite nice on in the Franco. match. Uh, Franco Sosa, you're quite right, sorry, Facundo Franco. Franco. Um, and Julio says Afalcioni got sent off right before half time as well. The manager, um, I didn't see what for, but that's what it says here. No one knows. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, they were also. Some incidents at halftime. One of the linesmen was hit by something thrown from the crowd behind the Boca goal. I wasn't quite sure why the I hadn't noticed before, but the TV showed that the referees had to go down this tunnel, kind of behind the home goal, um, which seems interesting considering the players get to leave from a relatively safe point in the middle of the pitch. It's almost like they're trying to intimidate the officials. Um, I remember that players used to go down that tunnel before. Mm. I think that the tunnel in the middle of the field is something of the last few years. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely, but anyway, the linesman was hit by something, so we're going to hear in the next couple of days, uh, it's going to be confirmed that Boca won't be punished, because it's <laughs> Boca Juniors, um, and as we discussed last week with, with the River fan being killed in River Stadium, the big two clubs just don't, nothing happens to them, <laughs> or certainly if something Someone does happen to them, inside the stadium be, and nothing yeah, going to happen. Certainly if something does happen to them, it's not going to be anything like as harsh as it should be. Um, what else is there to say about that match? Uh, mm. It leaves Arsenal joint top of the Clausura along with fellow victors Tigre, who yeah. beat, as we've already said, Vélez Sarsfield 1-0 away from home. Um, and it leaves Boca two points off the lead, which means we could just about... Those are the only three sides that can mathematically win now. Newell's uh, four uh, off the lead on 31 points following that defeat to San Martín. Um, we could have a two-way playoff for the title if Arsenal and Tigre both match each other's results next week. We could have a three-way playoff for the title if Arsenal and Tigre both draw and Boca win their match. Um, now remember that goes different doesn't decide exactly. the title here. Exactly, yeah. It's only the point. So yeah. who, are the fin- who are the final fixtures? What are the final fixtures? Final fixtures uh, for those three, at least, yeah. are Tigre versus Independiente. Boca Juniors are away to all boys. Um, which we'll get on to next I suppose because that seems to tie in quite nicely and Arsenal are at home to Belgrano uh, so all very winnable matches, yeah. matches. Um, there, it wouldn't at all surprise me if we end up with a Tigre Arsenal title playoff um, that's my prediction actually 
the the reason one of the reasons particularly all boys as we were saying last week when we uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were asked whether Boca were going to drop any points at all in the last three matches and we all said oh no it'd be tricky wouldn't it apart from all boys being a very awkward away trip uh, but all boys are going to have four of their first team players suspended having managed to get all four of them sent off away to Argentinos uh, in the derby. Um, goalkeeper afterwards Nicolas Cambiasso was fuming at the referee called him a ladron a thief uh, and then today was saying oh no I, I didn't mean it but he is uh, I was saying to some friend I saw at the stance that was being robbed <laughs> he said that really? <laughs> yeah yeah wow. he said that <laughs> it was um have any of us seen it yet because in, as we said Independiente San Lorenzo was on at the same time oh. um and so rather annoyingly I've not had time to look up any video because I've been having to get my this well, weekend actually, previews written the problem is especially with the first red card because the referee showed the yellow card to the wrong guy that's right yeah and then he showed the second yellow card only 15 minutes into the game to that same guy who shouldn't have got the first yellow card so that's where it all started absolutely yeah it was Jonathan Ferrari uh, was the all boys player sent off the uh, right back um as Mariano says, supposedly for a second yellow card, and in fact, the, the Olay match report here has got his first yellow card in inverted commas recorded in 14 minutes, but it was actually the ref had shown it to somebody yeah, else right. and then written Ferrari's name down, is, is what it seems to be. Um, after that, uh, it was level uh, 1 1 in red cards at half time. Santiago Naguel got sent off for Argentinos, and then in the second half, uh, no, sorry, he didn't. I'm reading from the yellow card list there. Uh, it was 1 0 to all boys at half time in terms of red cards. And Henriman Basualdo uh, evened it up for Argentinos four minutes into the second half. Then Eduardo Dominguez for all boys. Juan, Juan Jose J.J. Morales yeah, uh, they for Argentinos. And then Maxi Coronel, and very late on in stoppage time, Aro Matos were the other sendings off for all boys. So four all key players, including three of the first choice defensive line, are going to be missing against Boca Juniors, um, who might now be kicking themselves that the title's not in their hands, no. given that it's going to be a really easy win for them, you would think. Well, if, the thing is that if Boca advances to the Copa Libertadores final, I don't know what team they're going to use against all boys. No. They're probably just giving and let's, up. And let's think as well that if Boca had won that game against Saffisanad, the conspiracy theories about the four all boys sendings off would have been yeah. Just as just as um, right. mad, madly circulating as uh, Mariano's pet theory now. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, the other positions that we're going to be talking about now are not in the Clausura table, uh, but they're in the relegation table, which, if you're a first-time listener, is worked out over three seasons. Yes, I said three seasons, not championships. Um, the last six short championships. And is now coming to a head... Um, very briefly, Olimpo, as we've already said, have been relegated now for the last three matches, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we've now got a, a fairly straight battle for survival, uh, which includes the fact that Union, who are 2019, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, who are 13th in the points average table, one position above Racing, Union can still be relegated, but Racing can't. Yeah. Uh, this is a very silly 
uh, system I think that, that we're, we're talking <laughs> about. I don't know complaints. We've, we've got a question about racing later on, uh, which which touches on almost touches on this fact at least. Um, but essentially, Olimpo are already relegated automatically. The bottom two sides go down automatically. The next two go into a relegation playoff. As it stands at the moment, the side in the other automatic relegation slot is San Lorenzo. Sorry, Mariano. Yeah. We had to say it. Sorry, too. Um, Banfield and Atletico Rafaela fill the two playoff spots, and just above them we've got Tigre and San Martin. Uh, the combination of results that would relegate Union is extremely unlikely. Uh, they need basically all of the other sides to win and for them to, uh, to lose. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we can just for the sake of this conversation and all of our sanity <laughs> yeah. at least we're going to assume because it's not that impossible actually yeah. well you know no, it's <laughs> just three or three or four results that are, yeah. are not impossible but yeah. okay let's let's say that they so are safe. Yeah, safe. Yeah, right. um, Banfield are, are certainly going to be the most embarrassed to manage to go down because in 2009-2010 they won one of the championships um, the was it the class order 2010 class order that's oh, okay fine and I th- oh, yeah they finished second or third in the class order that season didn't they so they've got a 73 point season going towards their averages and have been so poor this season in the whole of 2011-12 they've managed to win 22 points so far the the next worst team in Argentina Godoy Cruz managed 16 more than that so and even Godoy Cruz you know we've talked a lot of the time about how useless they've been I think actually Olimpo is not far from them I think they are the oh, second sorry yeah you're quite right I was right. only looking up the table but yeah Olimpo got 28 points right. uh, this right. season which is also fairly shocking fairly around 50 per season is the normal um, standard that means the team can't be, be relegated mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to manage to go down with a 73 point season counting towards your, your standing is, is really quite something um and it could still happen if if San Lorenzo win next weekend and Banfield lose, Banfield will finish in the in the relegate the automatic relegation spot. Well, San Lorenzo's <coughs> with Independiente now means that the most they can hope for is the playoffs, right? Right, but I think that Banfield, if they are going to play the relegation playoffs, they are going to lose them hmm. against the UR Rosario Central, Quilmes, or Instituto. They are going to lose it anyway, so I, I think they will be get relegated anyway. But just uh, uh, just a question of when. <laughs> But I think this year they're going down. Yes, I, I would agree with you there. Uh, it would almost be better for them, really, as well, because I mean, if they could come straight back up, they'd have had well, this even current season. Right, there's even a conspiracy, conspiracy theory about it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of your own inventions. No, 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 this is not this my own invention. I read this from Argent Preview to Cyclone Moed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite Some kind of bipolar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behavior. No, no, uh, but I read that. Some of uh, members of the Banfield's club board just want to go down because they know that if they don't go now, they will go next year. Yeah. Right. So uh, might as well go and start rebuilding now. And right, right. They they start rebuilding now, and they probably have to elect a new president because the current one is going to yeah it's to leave. To so, but I don't know. It's not my theory. <laughs> um, there's also the fact that you've got a couple of players, at least Nicolas Tagliafico and. and Facundo Ferreira who are probably going to leave even if Banfield right. stay up they're, they're going to be on their way to Europe you would think this this uh, winter Argentine winter European mm-hmm. summer um, both have been very closely followed by European clubs for the last half well the last season I would say really right. um, so yeah the others Rafaela had they only drawn against Racing yesterday would have gone into the final weekend um, 
behind San Lorenzo in the Promedio standings, but knowing that if both them and San Lorenzo won, they would finish above San Lorenzo in the Promedio standings. This is how ridiculous the point average system is. Um, so it still wouldn't have been in San Lorenzo's hands anyway, but now it's completely out of them. Right. Um, Tigre, of course, are, are not completely safe either. They're two points ahead of Banfield, and I think I'm correct in saying that if Tigre and Rafael are both win, let me get my calculator out again now and check this um, they will either be level or Rafael will overtake them is that right? Uh, is I'm not sure. the only thing I, the, what I know is that the only thing that depends on themselves to stay in first division are Rafaela and San Martin, yeah. if they, San Martin and Rafaela wins they are not playing the playoffs or they are not getting relegated and that would automatically put Tigre in one of the relegation playoffs mm. so they could be playing the relegation playoffs yeah. and the title playoff Against Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> if Tigre win, they they could still go to the promotion. Right, quite yeah, right. I've just Rafael. checked. If, yeah. if, right. if Tigre and Rafael both win, Rafael will jump ahead of Tigre. So Tigre could win, as, as we've said already on, on Twitter yeah. a lot over the last couple of days. Um, but if you don't follow us on Twitter, then then this is the, the confirmation. Um, Tigre can, can be champions of Argentina a week from now and yeah, would still have and to go to the relegation playoff. And Rafa confirmed today that. If that's the case, okay, they are the champions and they go to second division. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing special for being the champions. They are not taking the title away. They will be champions, okay? Congratulations. And you play next season in second division. And I don't know what will happen with the Copa Libertadores. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it will be the same rules as the Sudamericana where Tigre get to, having qualified at the end of last year, Tigre will get to play in it if they avoid the, the relegation. Uh, that's probably what will happen. Um, I don't know. So the the fixtures that we and, and of course San Martin as well are, are not completely safe. Um, if San Martin lose, then Rafael yeah. If if Tigre and San Martin uh, sorry if Tigre and, and Rafael both win, but San Martin lose, Rafael would leapfrog Tigre, but San Martin would would drop below them, so that could potentially save them. So basically, Tigre need either either Rafael or San Martin to not win, and they need to concentrate on winning their own game. Well, I think for San Martin even. If they do end up just slipping into the promotion, it's still going to be a big achievement for them because I know probably when Danny Garnero left right. after losing to Racing, they were in all sorts of trouble, automatic relegation, and uh, Facundo Sava came in and he's just done brilliantly. Like I think they've picked up about four wins at least, yeah, hmm. four four wins out of say nine or four wins out of eight, which. It might not sound brilliant, but you know, when you're down at the bottom and when you're in the position at San Martina where your points count more in relegation, it's, it's fantastic. Like They've really kind of just pulled it out. Did you mention that San Martina is visiting San Lorenzo this weekend? I'm just about to say that. <laughs> because because uh, through the, the coming weekend's fixtures, which include uh, San Lorenzo versus San Martin, as Mariano said, um, the others that are in the relegation battle uh, include Banfield versus Colón. Um, Godoy Cruz versus Atletico Rafaela and Tigre versus Independiente um, yes which we had already mentioned before because of course it's also involved in the title race uh, the other and I'm trying to work out what the, the link is between that and the title race it's the Tigre Independiente game isn't it um, which means that that's going to have to be played at the same time as All Boys versus Boca and as Arsenal versus Belgrano so we're going to have seven matches at the same time this weekend of Mariano Thomas before, <laughs> before we started recording all at the same time in different channels yeah. Yeah. for the first time ever and I think it's uh, what time do those games start? 3pm oh, no, uh, I think it's 3pm yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So 3pm uh, Sunday, 7 o'clock pm if you're in the UK and want to follow along with us. Um, and 8pm after the Euros. We'll be watching oh, no, from Barcelona. Excellent. Yeah. Glad to hear it done. Um, yeah, it's, it's not after the Euros. In fact, is it the European Championship quarterfinals are going to be on at the same time? time. Right. But it's right. only one of the quarterfinals. Fortunately, right. I'm not going to have to miss everything. You should, should watch the seven Argentina yeah. matches, of course. It's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be able to watch the first half. If it kicks off the three, you'll be able to watch the first well, half before the Euros I, start. I think it's important to mention that this promedio system has been going for 30 years, and this apertura clausura for more than 20 years, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that something has crazy and like this happens it's yeah. not common but well, bizarrely since we started recording yeah. Hand of Pot it's, it's the second time that we've because at, at the end of last year because of uh, River being involved in, in the relegation battle and I can't remember who they played on the last day yeah, oh no it wasn't because of the River game actually was it it was because of was. one of the other matches but right. for, for similar reasons we had I think it was five matches mm-hmm. kicking off at the same time but we've never had seven before um it's getting more crazy every year. I don't know what they're going to do in the next one. Well, for for the, they are going to remove the relegation playoffs. We already know that, but I don't know if they will do something about the promedio system because it sounds like it. Like it sounds like they're just going to keep it as is. And yeah. Well, for years, for years we've been saying. I, I, I think it could never happen. The, the same team is going for the title and yeah. the relegation at the same time. Well, it finally happened. It really yeah. does <laughs> show its kind of and even absurdity. This, even halfway through this clausura, when it became apparent that it was a real chance for Tigre, and people were asking us, we said it is possible, but it's highly unlikely because if Tigre win that many yeah. games, you wouldn't expect them to get sucked in. And yet they're going into this last round, joint top. Um, with a, a very realistic chance of, of getting a win and seeing Arsenal possibly help Belgrano a, a fairly good away from home. Well, and also, one of the, re- the reasons why this is happening is because Tigre did eight points in mm. one tournament a few years ago, oh, a couple of years ago. So they should have been relegated back then. Yeah. They were not relegated because they were coming from a great season in 2008. Yeah. And now it's a big mess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it makes it exciting for us. It gives us lots to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, 2009 Apertura, I think they finished second, and then they managed to bottom of the Class Soros. 2008 Apertura, when they went into the freeway tie with Boca. Yeah, right. Because for the 09-10 season, they've got 32 points on the record, which is still 10 better than Banfield have managed this season. So they shouldn't get relegated now because they really don't deserve it because they had a great season. They should have been relegated two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. difficult to know if to understand if they deserve it or not. Right? It's, it, it's kind of the, the, the different, almost not exactly the opposite, but it, it, it's different to River's situation last year, and that River actually got relegated having not finished in the bottom four. Right, I think it's the same for a single season. Yeah, you're right. Because has 40 points this season, or 41, and mm. last season had 47, and the previous season had 52. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, kind of three mediocre seasons. Right, right. Just mediocre, no, not, not that bad. No. And also with the upper promoted teams, of course, they were four this year doing pretty well that also. Yeah. Put a lot of pressure on. But thanks, yeah. thanks to Banfield, we are not relegated yet, because we, <laughs> we would be relegated. Yeah. Or almost. Yeah, um, it's going to be very interesting following that, that last round of matches. Um, and we're hoping that Australian Dan manages to email us his predictions uh, in time. Um, he's not sent me anything yet, so hopefully by the time Mystic Dan comes around in half an hour, he would have done. Um, other uh, matters to discuss from the weekend? Uh, I think we've got to now move on to something that's 
equally as complicated and equally as hard fought, and that's the fight to get into the, the yeah. That seems like uh, you're just trying to brush over the the Rafa the Rasti match. Right? It's not much to say. I can talk about well, it if you want. Ask, like. We're going to ask about it later, but let's get yeah. this, as you say the stuff that that matters Indeed. Um, out of the way first. Uh, this week end in Nacional D was almost as if nobody wanted to gain promotion really wasn't it um, Instituto apart from Instituto yeah and Kines they won oh you're right actually yeah. 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 the two um, that should have wrapped up promotion really this week absolutely just right. yeah, yeah. Uh, Instituto won 2-0 away to Deportivo Merlo Kilnes won 4-0 at home to him very very well uh, brilliant performance from them and River Plate uh, who benefited from a 1-0 victory to Patronato last weekend when um, when they beat Central uh, River suffered exactly the same fate this weekend uh, Patronato beat them 1-0 see I'd like they to were... think that after them two games all the Patronato players are now millionaires because it yeah. came around <laughs> we should mention it came around in the press uh, midweek uh, yeah, before the weekend we that, yeah, just after we recorded that a couple of Patronato players came out into the, in the press and said oh um, we were incentivised you know we were given incentives to to beat Central by River, something that hasn't been substantiated. We don't know. Mm. So I'd like yeah, to think that Central then return the favour. Yeah, yeah. Right. it would be a brilliant little um, switcheroo from Patronato, and now they can just all retire into the sunset and live on like Isla Margarita. And yeah. Yeah, there will be money flying everywhere this week, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, of the, of the seven matches at the same time on Sunday, except San Lorenzo, San Martin. All the others play a team that needs to win against a team that's playing for nothing. So, <laughs> you know, there will be incentive money online. <laughs> it's going to um, be very interesting. But yeah, so these, these two players came out and, and said that, and then a couple of days later, one of them came back out and went, Oh, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I was misinterpreted. <laughs> uh, when he realised that he could get in a lot of trouble if. if uh, Actually, yeah. uh, they, they called him. He's, he has to make a statement about really? it, an official uh, statement, yeah. Of course, he will say that. No, I was quite. Yeah, right, right, right. They but just wanted us to win. They didn't give us any money. But it's so, yeah. so obvious what he said. Yeah. There's no way that uh, nah. he can lie about it. So nah. I don't know what will happen about. Well, nothing will happen. You know, we know. Nah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we know. We know. Oh, Patronato will get punished, and River won't. No, because something other. <laughs> no, I think it's worth to say that there's a regulation that says that that's a. Uh, that can be done, you know. Mm. The incentives. Yeah. yeah, it's not like. Uh, it's it's a strange one because yeah. pay, paying an opposing team to win is not you know I would suggest from a moral yeah, point of view at least it's not as if they're paying them to throw the match yeah. but I mean I completely agree that it yeah, should no, be but they are hurting some other team that's yeah. the problem yeah. you yeah. know yeah. Yeah. they're trying to play <laughs> better than usual yeah uh, so that's that's the problem but, so um, it's completely forbidden that nothing will happen yeah it's, it's, I, I saw a couple of journalists on Twitter on the day that it was all flying around suggesting well if Patronato can't expect their players to just try and win the matches when they're contracted to play football you know like, <laughs> I don't say much for the professionalism of no, Patronato's well, it's a bit of a disservice to Patronato really like we're not talking about a team that's, that's down at the bottom we're talking about a team that's fifth in the fifth in the B and they'd be first in the B if they played every match right with well yeah for sure <laughs> but you know in most seasons I'd I think they've picked up what 56, 56, 56 points. 56 yeah. points. Most seasons, right. you think you know that's uh, pushed towards promotion. You know, you've had four exceptional teams this year, which yeah. probably skewed it a bit. But they, I mean, this is a very good team. Like especially at home, they're in an extremely strong team. Absolutely, and they've conceded uh, only thirty-five goals in thirty-seven games as well. Yeah. So very, very which, which is the I mean, all of the teams above them have conceded uh, fewer than that. But it's it's a pretty strong defence otherwise in the league. Well, the coach the coach say that the problem is that they are not higher in the standings right now is because 
they had a very very difficult uh, fixtures in the, mm. in the first leg in the yes. first legs you know uh, they had to play at River at Rosario Central at Quilmes and at Instituto mm. and they did only I think 21 points but now they had yeah. 36 or something like that in the second yeah. part of the season so yeah well they could be higher Absolutely. Um, the other match then in, in, at the top of the table uh, in the Nacional B was that Central had the opportunity to leapfrog River and go into top again. Chacarita. And managed to lose 3 1 at home to Chacarita Juniors, who I think it's fair to say um, are not quite as good as Patronato. Yeah, and it really hurt their biggest rivals, Atlanta, mm. because I think if Chacarita had lost that game, Atlanta would have. Leapfrogged them and gone into the yeah. promotion. And That's right. And we don't want to go this because we will have to do a three hours podcast. Oh, but uh, there's a chance that at the bottom of the relegation table in Nacional B there could be a three team tie, you know. If yeah. the Samparados and Atlanta win this weekend and Chacarita draws, the three will be tied in the last three places. They will have to yeah. play a round robin tournament. To the the worst two will go down, and the best one will play the relegation playoff. So, okay, let's move on because this is really too long. And we will have six matches at the same time also on Saturday to decide all this stuff in Nacional B. And there's another little interesting subtext to that game as well because I know um, Atlanta have made an official complaint now. They want the points taken away from Chacarita, which probably wouldn't mean they go to Central, but they just stay like that. they want the points taken away from Chacarita because they're saying that they played a, a player who wasn't registered in the official AFA Boletin mm. and for that so you know under regulations yeah. they could I they think they already said that nothing will happen with that they did? yeah oh. because the Boletin is like not the official yeah. uh, statement I don't know no, nothing is going to happen <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm sure. I can dream like, you like, know, like later on my second team like with everything <laughs> yeah um, in terms of the Nacional B title race if you can call it the title race the race for promotion at least uh, we've got as we've been mentioning for the last few weeks it's only four teams that could possibly go up going into the last round um, River and Instituto on 70 points each and Quilmes and Rosario Central on 69 points each um, the last weekend fixtures are going to be River at home to Almirante Brown um, who are coached of course by Bia um, Junta uh, Boca yeah. Boca favourite Boca legend so I'm sure he's going to be Pretty, yeah. pretty set on winning. Probably won't need much incentive, you could say. No. Uh, Instituto home to Ferro, uh, Australian dance team. Um, Brown de Puerto Madryn uh, at home to Quilmes and uh, the other team. Where are they? Yeah. Brown de Puerto Madryn is going to play the relegation playoffs. Yeah. Yes, that's that's correct. Yeah. Um, and Rosario Central away to Desamparados as well as of course Atlanta Huracan and Desamparados needs to win because or they will get relegated yeah. so yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend and, and Chacarita yeah. Patronato so we're going to have what six matches is that seven matches as well all at the same time in, in the uh, they're saying six but I think that if Huracan wins that they are playing right now yeah. if they win now they are uh, okay. safe so but Atlanta are playing in that match Atlanta Huracan okay yeah. Yeah. and then it's six matches at the so same one, time two, three, because we have Guillermo Brown and the Desamparados playing with Quilmes and okay it's just <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you think from those results uh, from those fixes like it doesn't particularly favour River you know we can't predict it but you'd say Quilmes would probably look to get a win against Guillermo Brown Central against Desamparados and then Quilmes uh, River out of the three out of the four I say 
probably have the most difficult fixture. Like, no, we're around around a, six. a tough team. Normal, but the main problem for River is that they depend on themselves. Exactly. Every time they depend on themselves, <laughs> they don't win. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's the thing. Uh, if they win, they will be promoted, and the same for Instituto. Yeah. But like I said before, I, I think that those four teams are so strong that whoever plays the relegation playoff, they will be promoted. Yeah. Uh, I think that's my prediction at least. They are too strong at the You think so, yeah. Yeah. Put money on the four going out. I, I mean, Hope so. Although obviously, as a River fan, I would prefer to get automatic promotion. Um, in the event of River and anybody, well, sorry, in the event of any two teams finishing level at the top, it could be Kilmes and Central if, right. <laughs> if River and Instituto both draw and, and those two both win. It could um, be a four-way disembody. <laughs> yeah, no, but it will be decided on goal difference for the title. Oh, will it be the the, the, the title? Right. Yeah. Um, for, two, for as much as it matters. Because right. if, all four, really uh, if all four are title points, if all four end up title points, there will have to be a, a four-way round robin to decide who goes <laughs> to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think automatic. Next season will have to be suspended because we yeah, have so many. This is what we go until yeah. August. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm just glad that I'm, I don't have to write any any match previews at all for the the playoff match. Right. <laughs> this, this weekend that I'm preparing the previews for. This evening when and, I get home, and also and also Boca asked for the Copa Argentina final to be uh, postponed until August if they advance to the Copa Libertadores final. Which would be great for me because it means I'll be back in uh, Argentina for the right. final. Yeah, you can go to San Juan to watch the. I would, I would go. Yeah, you know, I would go. Like my players, contracts ended at seven months now. And also, yeah. Well, it looks like uh, Racing will be a. Will be without Gio Moreno anyway, or as we can now call him Chino Moreno, <laughs> because he's going to go and join Checho Batista and I think it's Shingwa, the Shang, yeah, Shingwa, Shanghai, yeah, something. A Chinese team that brings with us yeah. Shingen, no? Shanghai, Shenwa. So there we go, Shenwa. Um, I got it right first time. I should have trusted myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to just check whether there's anything else that we should mention from the, the Nacional B. No, um, I think maybe move on to questions. Keep it, keep it running. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think we're going to ask about Rafael Racing and, and your opinion on that first of all. Well, I think there's a question the from that, right? Uh, no, there's, there was a question generally about Racing, but not about that particular match. I can um, answer the team with two words: that shit and shit. That <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'd like to think you know I was watching uh, Rafael Racing on on Sunday from my house because they were playing in Santa Fe, and I'd really like to think that there was some sort of incentive for the Racing defence to lose because. Something happened in the second half, and I don't know. It's been kind of a, a normal thing to say in Racing that you know, poor Chino Saja, poor poor Sebastian Saja, porque, because he's been hung out to dry so many times by by his defence over the last year, but he's kind of come through. But I don't. The the guy just must have wanted to walk off the field because at one point I think it was just after Racing went two one up in the game. Yep, which happened. And, uh, um, about five, ten, six ten minutes into the second half, half yeah. and the defence just absolutely collapsed. I think it was the fourth goal, which was just an absolute calamity. Like Rafaela had two clear shots on goal, like one Saka saved, the second the rebound he couldn't do anything about. And for both shots, not one defender was, I don't know, even an ear shot, kind of probably not in the same camera shot. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, it, it was just like they just, you know, ah, oh, we're drawing now. Let's, yeah, screw it. So. If it comes through that the Racing defence through that match to allow um, Rafaela to come to have a better chance of staying up, I'd be a lot happier because otherwise 
there's not any way to explain it really. <laughs> but what, what taking one, one is, that, yeah. is that Racing really are very much focused on the Copa Argentina final now. They're, they're planning on using the match this weekend against Belas as a kind of practice. Well, maybe um, yeah. For, for <laughs> that against yeah. Boca. But there was one, yeah, one silver lining in in the cloud. I think that was the the, the Rafael again. I think we mentioned it. Finished four two in the end, which was. A kid who played on the right wing, who I don't think anyone had heard of before. I'd seen him a couple of times in the, in the reserves, but without being able to put a name to the face. Um, I can't remember his first name, but second name is Centurion. Right. And, yeah. And no, I just had a really excellent game playing on the right. very like young racing team, had a couple of brilliant, mazy runs and... No, it was good to see. You know, it's been a while since someone's come through from the Racing Youth ranks and really kind of thought, you've got, kind of thought, ooh, it's a bit exciting. And you saw that picture that was around the internet of uh, him with a gun? No. <laughs> <laughs> so he might not stay for very long. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Some sort of carjacking incident. He might come for some time with Colombia to play with Turbo Diarros. Was it Luis Centurion? His first initials are AR. AR nothing to do with that. Um, no, I have to. I uh, think it's Ricardo. Ricardo Sin. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well. Okay. It could be, yeah. But very, yeah. He was about the only kind of bright spot in, in that game. Well, Racing Gun Fulber are okay. It's just at the back. It, you just wanted to kill yourself. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Racing is one of the teams that we'll have to rebuild after this season ends. Yeah. Yes. Estudiantes and. And that's it. I mean, of the teams that are staying in Primera, I know, right. of course, that <laughs> San Lorenzo, we have to rebuild, of course, as well. But. And there's a question to that effect as well for us to answer in a couple of short minutes. So since we've recorded already the majority of the pod, I'm going to uh, play a little bit of music and then we'll come back in with your questions. Don't go anywhere. is from Ed Malian who is very reliable and always sending us at least one question and for a change it's a sensible and, and good one as well so thank you Ed um, he asks will Racing get relegated next year and also how is it that we always think that they're going to do well Dan I don't think we were alone in, in thinking they were going to do well like uh, to be fair that's why I said we yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sorry Ed, Ed, Ed used the word we he didn't use the word you to mean us you know no, I mean, we as in kind of yeah. us, uh, foreign journalists, I mean, it, it was a feeling amongst a lot of the press here that Racing were ready for a, for a good season, you know, they'd finished second under Echolo Simeone and things were things were looking pretty positive. But yeah, and you also had Boca and Vélez focusing on Libertadores. Exactly, yeah, there, so. was, there was a couple of things that were playing, let's say, in uh, Racing's favour, but unfortunately it all went to shit. Um, do I think Racing will be relegated? No, I think we're going to see a season pretty much like every other. They're going to do pretty well in the Apertura and get a few um, bit of confidence up and make themselves safe, and then it's all going to collapse again in the Klaus order. And we're going to spend the last six games looking nervously over our shoulders at the the promedio tables before finally being safe, and then the whole circle can merrily repeat. And what happens to Zubelia next season? Because so he's, he's got a squad rebuild to do over the winter he's break. Got a and he's very, very, yeah, he's got a very big job to do. Like, there's already been 
a couple of names mentioned. Some of them we might have said, some of them we haven't. I know um, Vishal has been a name that's come up a lot of times. Yeah, you've got Vishal. Diego Vishal. Got like Chris Smithfield to run, but another one as well. Like apparently this is kind of a request, a request from Saka. Player next, Newell's player who played with him in AK Athens, I think Skoka his name mm. is, or yeah. Skoka. Yeah. Money Nasi or Skoko. That's Skoko, that's it. Yeah. And he wants him to come in as a, as a striker. But yeah, there's a few names, but there's not much money like we're going to have to see. Like, I don't know, I've got, I've got some faith in Zawendia. I think he's got the right idea. He's now, you've seen in the last couple of games, he's trying to bring the youngsters on a bit more and you know, clear out some of the dead wood. You know, you've got players like uh, Viola. Who's been playing pretty well actually? Zuccolini, Farina, this guy Cintorion, who I've just mentioned. There's a couple of um, couple of young faces there, and hopefully, you know, they can start into the team and it will start to be built around them. Yeah, I think the the, the teams that will start at the bottom of the relegation table next season, Racing Independiente are among them, will have an, an extra problem because those teams that will get promoted, like River and Rosario Central, will have strong seasons. It's not like Olimpo or, I don't know, Neon are promoting. So this could be like an, an extra problem for them. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, next one is from Larry Poon, Poon Aloon on Twitter, who asks, which is the best team in the world called Arsenal? Arsenal de Sarandi or Arsenal de... Oh, only, one for, only one of them fought for a title this year, so I think that answers the question. I would suggest that in a match between the two, if it was taken seriously by both, the English version would probably win. Um, but Is there yes. another Arsenal? Oh, Arsenal Kiev, right? In I think there's another Arsenal. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can okay, then probably that one is I think we'll have to go to our sister Ukrainian version of uh, Underpod. Yeah. And we'll get the, get the full story. Um, Ursus Arctos, Ursus underscore Arctos 59, asks, um, he appears to have got us confused with our uh, rugby-loving brothers, Scrubber Pod. Ah, uh, first of all, because he asks, did anybody notice the rugby went over France? No. I didn't. <laughs> Mariano didn't, and he's Argentine. Um, and before anybody tries to Google it, there is no such podcast as Scrubber Pod, so don't waste your time. Uh, he also asks, if Tigre win and get relegated, will that be the death knell for the Promedio? I think it's just the case that it's 2012 and the world's going to end. Like It's one of the next steps. Right. <laughs> I love that. It's that just went without argument. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just I agree. Well. Yeah. It just means well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, like I said, we have promedio for thirty years and short tournaments for twenty. Why this year this is going to come? I think the Maya story, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. this is the end of the world. Yeah. I think actually the the first sign of the end of the world is going to be for me uh, River San Lorenzo promotion playoff like, yeah. it's my prediction I'm no. not Mystic Dan but that's the end of my world I, I, I it's, no, it's just going to be the end of the, <laughs> the world of Argentina as we know it like, I have a friend who's a, one of my best friends is a big River fan and he sent me a message yesterday he said promise me that if San Lorenzo River play a promotion a relegation playoff we will never talk about it yeah. we will <laughs> do like it never existed and we will go on with our friendship <laughs> Okay, yeah, it could be the end of the world. Uh, a listener called Sweco, whose Twitter handle is Earl Lundquist, um, says, no questions, but just a shout to let you know your pod is great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Loberon, oh, that's not a listener, she's just asking me a question. Um, we've got Billy Morrison, who looks like winning the B Nacional. 
anybody, really. One from four. No, one pick point. A, uh, yeah, pick a number, any number. I think and and nobody really cares as well. Rivas or Rosario Central or Instituto or Quilmes. One of those four. The other point is that I don't think anybody really gives a toss about winning it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of River fans will feel vaguely shamed if they finish second. Personally, I don't give a toss. I think it's going to pass very quickly if they get up after such a crazy, tense running. Yeah, and, and the lack of relative importance that's placed on the second division title is yeah. also betrayed by, as I said, the fact that the title in the second division is on Dunham goal difference rather than on a title playoff. You know, once it's over, that's that's all that matters. Um, Sam Drew chronicles of Al uh, on his Twitter handle. Any ideas about Maradona's next potential move? Went to school with a girl called Sam Drew. That's what I got to say about. I think he's staying at the. But I was off. Yeah, he said he has one more year of contract. He's staying there. Not going to Catania then? No, 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 no. I think. For the yeah. You can't go to Italy, though. Oh, you're right. If he went to Italy, he'd have to go to Napoli, wouldn't he? No, you can't. And he'd lose all his jewellery, though. Oh, you're quite right. Yeah, he'd he'd just yeah. put like a hoover at customs and just go <laughs> and take about 60 million from his body. In case anybody doesn't get what else, I think Mish Dan's talking about uh, Maradona is being pursued by the tax authorities in Italy for the last few years um, for. What, what something like twenty million dollars of unpaid yeah, tax, which he claims is just a typo. Yeah, I'd hope yeah. that most of our listeners have heard a little bit about this. You know, being aficionados of uh, Argentine football, but yeah, he's in trouble. He can't really step on the Italian side. So. Hmm. Alex Richards, AA underscore Richards, asks: Will Universidad de Chile see Boca's defeat to Arsenal, and sense that victory could be snatched from the jaws of defeat in the Libertadores? Well, you say that, but Universidad also had a pretty pretty shoddy result of the weekend they went down 2-0 to Colo Colo in the semi-finals of the Chile in Primera División which puts their kind of their hopes to get a third consecutive championship there at great risk so I think both of them had a pretty poor weekend and we're going to have to see something pretty magnificent from Universidad if, if they're going to have a chance yeah um, I would agree with that and particularly they've, they've really got to pick themselves up in the first leg as well when they were yeah. shocking they've also got to attack and also do something about their defence because they, they can see one goal and good night you know, right so uh, I think that uh, scoring no away goals is their biggest problem yeah. and Boca will score almost for sure I think that yeah. and that's it for them exactly. I agree with that my cousin who's not my cousin but it's, it's called my cousin um, his Twitter handle is my cousin 1975 says Colon to win at home tonight. We're going to know by the time you listen to this whether whether we're right or not. I'm going to go for yes. They're at home to Godoy Cruz. Yeah, they should win. You can do this later. I can say yes <laughs> or no. Maybe yes, <laughs> or maybe they yeah, will say draw. yes and then no. Well, it's the last game for uh, Stevan Beach for the ah, you course, know yeah. 39 year old striker that is Colon all time top scorer. So. Like Verón on Saturday, I think he will yeah. say goodbye with a, with a win. To be honest, I forgot to mention that actually. I did um, for Goal.com, Goal.com a piece on on Saturday morning, which was about the two big uh, farewells at the weekend. There was one we didn't mention, which was uh, Gabi Melito. Yeah. He played his first ga- last game. In, oh, I can't fucking speak. Yeah. <laughs> he played his last game in Avellaneda in the Double Visera for Independiente. And so, yeah, another. I missed um, another big farewell, which is. Uh, Bici Fuertes for Colón and I'm sorry Bici there was no um, he, he retired no, two years later than his niece right I think yeah, yeah. right but also so he'll keep scoring goals for another four years so even right. though he's retired that, that, that second one being Fuertes around the minute yes. um, <laughs> SD foot, uh, at Footy Samacha S-A-M-A-C-H-A-R asks 
first of all, a not so well known South American league which is worth following? Um, Any recommendations? I'd have to say Chile, I think, at present. The Chilean league. You've got to assume that the two ones he's talking about, which are well known, are Brazil and Argentina. Colombia is fairly entertaining. I think that was the right TV in in terms of the quality of play, I'd say Chile. Also, the Paraguayan league is always worth uh, looking. I mean, if you want to follow Paraguay Rafa for that, he does some excellent coverage for it. He's also currently uh, doing some very dedicated tweeting on the under 20 Copa Libertadores, which uh, is a competition that confuses the hell out of me because it appears to all be taking place in one or two stadiums. Yeah, Um, Atletico de Madrid is playing it. Yes. That's a new low for Cormebol coming Atletico Madrid play Copa Libertadores tournament but well done Ralph for, for sticking with it even though the rest of us are completely ignoring it and also I should say just for run-ins like if you watch the last few games of the Ecuador Serie A there's like six different teams you could win it within the last three games so that could be one hell of a a finish there yeah um, SD also asks uh, an under 21 youngster who's not too well known that you think will make it big Centurion. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. Yeah. Tagliafico is under 21. Yeah. Yeah. He's 19. I would say, yeah. We yeah. say Tagliafico. Yeah. Sanchez Migno, I think. Also. Sanchez Migno, yeah. Boca, Sanchez Migno, I think, is 20 or 21. We uh, talked about him earlier, but um, Faco Ferreira, Chucky, is a player I've been watching since the 2011 South American Under 20 Championships, and I've always always been a big fan of his, even though he's playing in a pretty shoddy team at the moment. Yeah, you probably yeah. mentioned. Paulo Dybala before yeah, yeah, he's, he's not that good lately but yeah. I mean he's only 17 I think yeah. so and I think Sam is going to probably stick with uh, Funes Mori as his, his big well answer. I would say he probably is too well known <laughs> <laughs> but there was a kid who played this first this weekend that was quite impressive and I can't remember which match it was in uh, made his debut and it wasn't Centurion it was somebody for it, I thought it was an Estudiantes but I've just checked the, the feature and, and it wasn't how, how old is the Colombian striker that plays? Ivan Zapata. Zapata, I think he's 20, 20, 20, 20, 21, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's proved very good so far. And also, of course, um, Carbonero for Arsenal, I think he's a little bit older, maybe yeah. 22, 23, but he's had an excellent season. Yeah. One of the main reasons they're up there, really. Uh, the other questions from the hashtag Scott Monroe Scott M87 asks us whether Swindon's new away kit reminds us of anybody in Argentina uh, couldn't think who you possibly mean Scott um, it's a carbon copy of Boca Juniors kit but with the band lifted a bit higher up the chest if anybody is wondering and it goes very well with Swindon's badge uh, having a, a blue and yellow kit with a lovely red badge in the corner is a magnificent piece of primary colours exactly um and I think that this is that, that, that's all your questions for this week listeners um, and I've got to disappoint Mystic Dan fans now he promised me that he was going to email his predictions over this afternoon and he's not done uh, the lazy bastard so well, we're going to attribute we're going to attribute some completely at random to him instead uh, using my own voice so this is your fault Dan you've brought this on yourself here's Mystic Dan's theme music and uh, I'm going to make some predictions up to do this very quickly indeed um, and these are not necessarily the predictions I'm making for Hong Kong Jockey Club by the way because I've not made them yet I'm going to go home and write them tonight um, I'm going to go for Argentinos to get an away win over Olimpo San Lorenzo San Martin mm-hmm. 
I'll come back to that one. <laughs> Newell's to beat Lanus. Estudiantes to beat Union. Boca to beat All Boys. Arsenal to beat Belgrano. Colón to beat Banfield away, obviously. Um, Rafaela to beat Godoy Cruz away. <laughs> First away win in, in nine months, that would be. It's against Godoy Cruz. The last so. time they won away was nine months ago against Samuels. <laughs> it's, it's against Godoy Cruz, so I, I have some faith. Uh, Venice and Racing to get a draw in, in by far the weekend's most pointless match in the first division, apart from maybe Olympo Argentinos. Oh, but don't forget that Racing needs points for next season. And Tigre to beat Independiente. Um, that combination of results would give Tigre and Arsenal the need to play off for the title. And no, because I'm predicting Bamfield to lose. And I oh, and San Lorenzo, San Martin. Sam's brain's about to explode with these quick fire calculations. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to go for a narrow, nail-biting San Lorenzo win for that one because they need it more. Quite simply, and they're absolutely desperate. You're more optimistic than me. Um, I'd have to remind myself of everything that I've just said there but I think with Union losing I think that would keep Tigre safe I'm not completely sure I'll just predict it yeah, they're, 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 safe. they're safe because yeah. San Martin is losing yeah absolutely oh yeah of course sorry this is how confusing it is uh, ladies and gents so in, in your predictions uh, Rafael uh, these are Dan's predictions Oh, and Dan, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Dan's Dan's we're, we're, at, we're attributing those to Dan because he's brought it on himself. Dan's like predictions uh, San Martin and San Lorenzo are playing the relegation playoffs, mm. and Banfield going straight down with Olimpo. Yeah. And we have the title playoff game between Tigre and Arsenal that no one cares about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That Tigre might very well not care about if if it turns out they're up. I think they'll be yeah. on their holidays mentally by the time the title <laughs> playoff comes around. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, we've done it, gents. We managed to get finished in an hour. The entire recording. Is there anything that that we? Partic- oh, and and Nacional B. Oh, we've already mentioned it. The end of week, um, the end of season. Uh, important fixtures in Nacional B, haven't we? So uh, next week we're going to be. Hopefully, at the very least, English Dan and I are going to be able to record something via Skype, for yes, which we are going to have to apologise to everybody because I don't like recording it via Skype, but it's, there's not really any other option. Um, it might just be a two-person one. Mariano, if you want to come around to mine and are able to, lovely. Who knows where it will be? I think it depends if San Lorenzo win yeah, or yeah. Is, you know. Yeah, because uh, next Wednesday we will have the relegation playoffs, the yeah. first first leg of relegation playoffs, or some. <laughs> Playoff to one die some sort to of teams. Uh, some playoff we will have next yeah. Wednesday. So Absolutely. who knows? Um, so next week's pod is up in the air, but we're going to try and at least get get something on up for you because we can't really not do a podcast right after the title has potentially been decided or after the end of the season, can we? Um, and after that, we're, we're going to just play it by ear and wait for the dance to get back from holiday, possibly. Um, but for now, if you, uh, ladies and gents, thank you very much for listening again for another week. Uh, we're going to say goodbye from Mariano. Gracias por la invitación. Goodbye from English Dan. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Goodbye.